Inspired By, a podcast brought to you by Six. Hello, I'm Hannah Wise, and this is Inspired By. In this podcast series, I invite experts from Six and other representatives from the Financial Centre to talk about their inspirations. My guest today is Angela Mugen, also known as Miss Finance. Angela is an advocate for women taking control of their own finances. She started her own financial journey a few years ago and realized there just wasn't enough information out there to get women interested in finance. So she started her own blog, now known as Miss Finance. Welcome to you, Angela. Great to have you here. Hi, Hannah. Thank you. So you have a very apt inspiration uh, today, but before we reveal who that is, I wanted to pick up on why specifically target women when it comes to finance. What does gender have to do with it? Actually, the blog started out of the notes that I took when I educated myself. And this was because I saw that most people around myself and in my family, they don't take care of their finances in that way at all especially women i think men were a bit bit better but also there was a lot of potential then i thought okay um this i could actually turn into a blog and um, give the information that i would have needed when i started to other people very few women actually take care of their long-term finance and um, we have a bit a different CV. We often have interrupted careers or we work more part time. So it is especially important for women to actually take care of the financial stuff. That's why I think it is important that they do it. And also on top of that, I think they really um, need a little extra push. Why? Um, Studies show, very recent studies, that Four out of five women are not interested in finance. Okay. And um, if you're not interested, that's fine. But it can be, it can have very big consequences later on. Because of the breaks that women take in their careers, for example. Yes, and exactly. And also um, the gender pay gap that is there earlier. And um, it leads to that, you know, in Switzerland, for example, women get 37% 37% less pension than men. How far do you think we still have to go? Because if you read um, kind of the WEF reports, they are suggesting that, you know, you're not going to see equality with a woman in the in the boardroom for another 260 years or something in, insane. Well, that's just a Swiss-specific um, statistic. But is that what this is all about? Is what you're doing driving towards equality? In finance, yes, for me it does because you can only be independent or a feminist if you are financially independent. You need your own money for everything in life, and so I think taking control of your finance is the basis for more or less everything. And there is another um, study that seven out of ten women leave the long-term financial planning to their partner. And I think that is, for example, some where women really could lean in and say, hey, we maybe have 200 more years to get complete um, independence, but this I can do today. So who's your inspiration today and why? 
Yeah, my inspiration today is Sheryl Sandberg. And um, it is because when I read the book Lean In for the first time, quite a while ago, mm-hmm. um, it did show me that you can actually take more control over what is happening and that you can lean in and that you can give a full speed ahead, even though the system is maybe not perfect. And this idea, I mean, with Cheryl, is that, you know, you need to optimize your own personal system rather than trying to change the, the greater system. Um, is, and that's really what she kind of preaches. And is that what you're trying to do here? You're trying to impact individual people rather than change the system that we live in, the financial system that doesn't favor women. Yeah, I think the financial system should change too, and it will change for sure. And I, I hope I can make an impact, but I think what I can influence much quicker and what every man and woman can influence today is how you handle your own life. Yes. So I think start small and then the bigger stuff will also happen. And, and just looking at Sheryl Sandberg herself, I mean, she's obviously very successful executive at Facebook. What does she inspire you in any other way other than, you know, her teachings about Lean In? I think she, it does seem that she has it all. She has family, she has career. She has also managed loss very well. So it seems that she has it all together. But then also in the books, she does write about that it's not like that. So I think she shows many different sides of herself and that is very human and good to see. I mean, with the lean-in process, it's, it really urges women to take risks, be more ambitious mm-hmm. in their professional goals. Do you practice that too? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is classic women reply, yeah. according to Cheryl, because I, I watched her TED uh, talk very, very recently. Mm-hmm. And she says that, you know, women are always going to be kind of self-deprecating yeah. in any kind of, you know, response if you know if I ask you how successful you're going to be you know mm. you'll say oh I'm pretty successful but if I ask you why you know men will say oh because I'm awesome whereas women will just say oh well I've had lots of help and I've worked really mm. hard so um yeah so you 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 would say that you are you try to be ambitious in your professional goals as well yes yeah be bold be bold <laughs> and take some okay. risk and and take a stand yes I mean, it's it's all very, it's very easy to see on paper yeah. and to be inspired by um, Cheryl's talks and, and, and what she writes about. But it's pretty hard to do in practice because, I mean, if you look at the COVID pandemic, for example, I mean, that hit women particularly hard, especially financially. Women are more likely to have lost their jobs during yeah. the last 18 months. And in fact, you know, I'm quoting a lean in survey here. Uh, but let's flip it the other way. Do you think that what we've been through with COVID could be a catalyst for more women taking control? Yes, absolutely. I think um, one thing, uh, one factor that has contributed a lot is that people had time because um, you don't take care of your financials if the weather is very good, then you go out and you go hiking and to the lakes. But if the weather is bad, you do it. And if you're locked in at home, you have time. So I think that actually has... Um, helped the movement a lot but then it's also Mm. other circumstances that we're in we have this zero interest phase that has changed a lot when i compare to my parents that got money for just having 
or interest in a bank account just for saving money that you don't get and that my generation has not seen happening. And um, the last thing that also has changed is society. One thing is for sure the pandemic. And the other thing is that, uh, for example, also the court has ruled that women have at any point in their life to be financially independent, no matter how long the marriage was. So this Swiss thing that uh, a man is a plan and you have a life insurance, that also stopped. And I think that um, maybe only started now, but it does mean that women have to become more financially independent and the best ways to start from the very beginning. So you mentioned Switzerland there. Is mm -hmm. this a bigger challenge here than anywhere else? Are there geographical trends? There are very big geographical trends and we're a bit slower than other countries. Um, in Germany, there's quite a big movement going on with women taking care of their financials, starting that and uh, big names out there with a huge following by now. US, the more people own shares, I think that is a fact. So there, the situation is a bit different from the start. So influencers are kind of helping tell the story. Is that what you hope to be here in Switzerland? Yes, that would be um, perfect. Yes, because I think women need to be approached a little different. Um, they, they, it is a bigger step for them to go into a bank and, and say, hey, um, I need help. But if it comes with what you do anyway and you scroll on your phone, then they're actually quite open for these topics. So how, how do you feel that the finance industry can better serve women? I think one thing is that they see that women have different CVs and have an interrupted CVs, which means that their financial planning also needs to be a different, a bit different. And that maybe means different products or products that have the option to pause or i think there it is a bit um you know, a question of what you can do but you just, that you see the needs and the other thing is that women want to understand what they invest in very very clearly they, in much more detail yes, yeah more compared detail. to men you, you think um that's what i experience yes that women really dig into it much deeper and don't um, decide very quick, which leads to that then in the end, you can also get into an analysis paralysis. But for the banks, it means women really want to understand, which I would recommend and use simple words. The financial lingo is quite hard. Um, it is hard in the beginning. And if you go to a bank, many people are not aware anymore that they actually use this um, insider language. So you think that banks should actually um, specifically cater towards female customers? I think that is a bit tricky because it, the product doesn't need to be pink and sparkly to be female. <laughs> it's not about changing a font, sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, but in general, yes, because I do think the needs are a bit different and what is important for women in investing is also a bit different. Like, for example, when we talk about sustainability, that is a very, very big topic for women. Uh, I get a lot of questions about that and how you can actually really invest sustainable. And I think that is pretty female, for example, is 
So what are the biggest topics then, financial topics that are of interest to women? Obviously, sustainability. Sustainability. Then really the basic stuff, like words. Um, I explain very often what an ETF is. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is to get started. That I see that women actually, and then we're back to also what you mentioned earlier with Sheryl Sandberg, that women actually know quite a bit, but they have a very big barrier to actually get started, to buy the first title and to get going. What about financial education? Because that's obviously a major thing. And this is not just for women either. Mm-hmm. You know, financial literacy is not taught at school. Yes, that is unfortunately so. And um, I think this is more or less the basis why we talk today. That's the mm-hmm. uh, basis also what I do, what I do on the blog. It's really like the, the knowledge that I um, try to give is on a basic level. And that's also what I can provide because I have no financial background. I have just done learning by doing myself and read up on many things. But I think that is where you have to start. And right now, as you say, it is not taught anywhere. So everybody's responsible mm. themselves. So how did you start your Miss Finance project? It actually started because I started myself, finally take really, really like actively care of my finances after I lost 6,000 francs because I had a product that did not fit me. And then um, I started talking about finances a lot because once I understood it, I thought it was very, very exciting and very cool. (laughs) And then what specifically? Is it just the, the empowerment that it gives you? I think so. And also I had the feeling like, wow, now I understand how the world runs. Like, this is how it works. This is how the rich people do it. I grew up with, with this mindset that only rich people invest. And this is not something for an ordinary person to do. And then I understood how it works. And I thought, oh my God, why have I not done this 10 years ago? And I also um, read all the studies what it actually means in the long run to not do it. So I also saw the significance of why you should do it. And I thought it's not that hard. Like it's once you, you're in it, it's not that hard. What What do you do then for your readers of the blog? Is it just simple explanations or how far do you go with it? It is pretty simple, yes. Yep. Um, I don't give investment advice. I... Um, don't talk about options and futures. It is more really like how to buy a share or an ETF and how to find the right one. And then also quite a bit about the money mindset. As I just said, this believing that this is only something for rich people or that money is something bad and, and you should not do this and all these very basic things, but that is that are in your head. And if you don't address them at one point, the financial journey will not be as successful as it could. What then would your top three tips be for anyone listening uh, to this podcast today, not just women, for taking back control of your finances and starting to invest? One thing really is just to get started. 
and to not stop, even though in the beginning it does seem like it's a mountain and you can never climb it. But at one point you will understand the words and that it will get better, that I promise. And as I said, it can even become real fun. So just get started. And then the second one, don't get into this analysis paralysis. So if you know stuff, better you get going and you start with learning by doing and with smaller amounts. It is not quite cheap in Switzerland still. Other places it is actually very, very affordable. And you can start with smaller amounts, see how it works, see what happens. And then if that's the third tip, if you see something is not opti optimal, you can adjust it. But then you know and you have learned and you see how it actually performs. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. And thank you very much too for joining us for this episode of The Six Podcast. And until next time, stay inspired. And you can hear more about inspiring leaders by downloading The Six Podcast series, available wherever you get your podcasts.